You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With the first pick in the NBA draft. The Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, basketball's back. Yes, it is. Very excited. I am pumped. We're recording this on a Tuesday morning, so you might hear this Tuesday evening. Otherwise, you'll probably hear this Wednesday after the Bucks and Nets and Lakers Warriors game. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great. Like I, I feel old whenever I'm like, oh, it's like I can't believe it's almost November. But it is crazy how fast time moves. But um, especially with you know basketball, you see like opening night and um. I, I, what's your favorite part of like the opening week overall? I, I just like seeing what's kind of summer stories were total BS and what, what, but you know, are kind of true. Um, you know, of course, like you can't draw too many conclusions just from the first week anyway, but it's nice to just kind of, after so much speculation, it's just nice to have like a little bit of data. It's always fun. I know there's always teams that kind of come out of the gate stronger than expected, um, and that's always kind of fun to see. It's always really great when a team that's supposed to be awesome uh, looks bad. That's always we, a good a good storyline. And we overreact for four days. Exactly. Love love the overreactions. No, I mean, there's just so much to watch. Like the Simmons stuff has gotten really interesting, actually. Um, obviously excited to see what happens with the Wolves. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the Wolves always start the season well. So that's cool. You know, and we'll get into that a little bit more uh, later on. Yeah, I'm excited just for um, I think like seeing obviously new players and new teams and like the guys I forgot about that like change teams like tonight. I'm sure there'll be like five times where I'm like, wait, Trevor Reza plays for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Or Kent Bazemore. Like what? Um, Yeah. And then I think overall, just like, I mean, obviously, like I try to watch as many games as I can throughout the season, but. Um, I have a TV in my home office and I just watch like, you know, 
not, I don't watch TV. I work all day. If my mm-hmm. employer's listening, but, um, no, I, I like, like having highlights on in the background and yeah, like, oh, totally. I wasn't able to watch that, that Hawks Cavs game. Like, oh, but set Colin Sexton scored 45. Like, let yeah. me just watch those highlights. I don't know. That, that's always fun. Um, which reminds me, I need to re up my league pass. I should probably do that tonight. Um, uh, I guess before we get to previewing the upcoming week for the wolves, um, yesterday was the deadline for, um, a lot of the, uh, 20, is it 2018 class rookies to get their deals done? Um, Deandre, the the big news, Deandre Ayton did not sign his deal. Um, It's so bad. Yeah. That seems just uh, like, how do you ruin everything that you, I know put together um over the last year like all the good vibes and that's how you ruin it is by not giving your like a what potentially a top five center in the league you're not giving him a max contract which he proved that he deserved right yeah i mean and giving bridges and shamit money you know you know shamit's not even played i guess those contracts are a lot smaller but it's just like it's a bad look um and especially with you know jerry jackson jr getting extended having barely played at all like you made the finals, you have to pay your guys. Like that's just it's just it's just how it works, you know. Like this is not the time to get like contrarian with it and be like, oh, the big men aren't the future. Of the-. If big men aren't the future of the league, you shouldn't have drafted a big number one overall. Like sorry, what, what, but like you have to pay. Yeah, him. exactly. You have to like, keep him. Well, yeah. The what, like I'm I'm trying to think of like what obviously like Aiton. Like I shouldn't say like how could Aiton be better? Like obviously there's like room to grow for him, but like what what else would you have needed to see last year right to give to give him an extension like this is right. kind of like best case scenario like obviously it's hard to get to that position where you have to pay somebody but it, like i'd rather be in a situation like that where like i know that i'm gonna sign like a probably multiple all-star to a deal um and i have chris paul coming off the books in two years or whatever yeah um rather than like signing someone like andrew wiggins right where it's like fuck i feel like i'm just backed into a corner where it's like I don't know. I, I, it just seems silly to me. And now he's going to be a restricted free agent next year. And, um, I guess like if you save 20 million as the sons, like maybe you think it's worth it, but I, it feels like you just ruined that relation. I mean, we watched it here in Minnesota firsthand with Kevin love. Like they gave him the four year instead of the five year. And basically it was then where he was like, all right, I'm out. Like after four years, like I'm not coming back. So thanks guys. I mean, what if he takes a qualifying offer? You know, we've been kind of waiting for this to happen, and people always talk about this happening with Zion, but, you know, you could see Aiton doing it. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, depending on how the season goes. Um, uh, For Wolves news, so the Wolves picked up 30-year rookie scale options on Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, which was absolutely no surprise, obviously. Um, And uh, that, so that deadline was November 1st, but uh, the, the, I mean, I guess the 2018 draft class was Josh Okogi, who uh, no extension for him. He's heading, he'll be a restricted free agent next summer. Um, which I mean, it's not, not a huge surprise. He's not one of those guys that I like, what, like what does an extension for him even look like is like a three year, $15 million deal. Um, you know, like he's certainly not in like that four year, $43 million territory. Um, so yeah, probably the best bet. Um, I think for for the Timberwolves too, you basically like okay. What? How do other teams value Josh Jacoby? Right. And then if it's more than you're willing to pay, you know, you move on. So yeah, you can always match. Yep, exactly, exactly. And it's not the same thing with Aiden because if Jacoby leaves the Wolves, like we're fine. Where it's okay. If the Suns, <laughs> yeah, lose Aiden, it's like oh, you're just, yeah. And I mean, and there's all this like there's a bunch of cap implications as well. But like 
if you get Aiton on that deal, like, you know, grand, uh, you know, basically like if you get his deal on your books, that's already on your books, you can go over the cap easier than you can by signing a free agent. You know what I mean? Like that that cap room doesn't really work that way. So, um, all right. Well, um, opening week in the NBA, the wolves have three games, um, this week. And, um, before we'll, I guess, We'll, we'll talk later this week about some of the games, but let's just preview what they got coming up. Uh, Wednesday night is the opener. I will be there. Um, it's at Target Center. It's against the Rockets at uh, at, at Target Center, like I said. Um, Julian, I'm going to read you some names. I mean, obviously, the storylines with the Rockets are like Jalen Green, the number two pick. Uh, everybody's very excited about him. He's probably going to score a lot of points. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, but the Rockets are relatively going to be really, really bad. John Wall is probably not going to play. Um, it's basically like, okay, let's put all these pieces together and like figure out what we have and then have another top five pick next year and go from there. Um, I'm just going to read you some names. Um, DJ Augustine. Okay. We know who that is. Um, Armani Brooks. Don't know who that is. Uh, Josh Christopher. Never heard of him before. Usman Garuba. Nope. Eric Gordon. We know him. Uh, Jalen Green, Daniel House Jr., yep. Kenyon Martin Jr., yep. Um, Garrison Matthews, have you ever heard mm. of Garrison Matthews? Nope. Uh, how, okay, but you've heard D- Deshaun Nix. No. <laughs> oh. Um, David Nwaba, I think Nwaba, I think yeah, we've heard of him. Yeah, yep. Kevin Porter Jr., um, your guy, Elperin. Is that how you say it? El- yeah, yeah, yep. We've heard of him. Um, Jason Tate, who actually had a pretty good rookie year last yeah. year. Um, and Daniel Tice, and then you have John Wall and Christian Wood. Basically, what I'm saying is there's like six guys in the Rockets that I have no idea who they are. Yeah. That's not that's it's rough. They're gonna be horrible. Yeah. They're gonna be really bad. Um, with all that being said, it is a like pretty great opening night for the Wolves matchup yeah. with all that they've been through this offseason and um like basically a team with so much to prove. And I saw like D'Angelo Russell had a quote. I think it was yesterday, basically, like, every game is a war. Or every game is war. Every game is a battle. We're trying to win every battle, every quarter, every minute. Cats, um, cats getting to him. Yeah, which is, like, a great thing to say, but um, having watched D'Angelo Russell for his whole career, I can tell you that he does not treat every moment like it's no. a war. No, he does um, not. He treats every moment like he might not want to be there. Um, he treats every offensive possession like it's at least a skirmish. Yeah. Defense, yeah. no. Defense, no. Um, so that is game one. And then the wolves have, um, and I don't know if you noticed this, Julian, um, the wolves over under for Vegas went from 33 and a half to 35 and a half. And this was after the Pelicans announced that Zion Williamson mm. would be out for roughly a month. Now, why is that relevant? Well, it's because, um, two of the three first, uh, home games for the wolves or first games overall are against the Pelicans. They play yeah. the Pelicans on Saturday and Monday, both at target center. So, um, no Zion, those games. Um, and have you seen the pictures of Zion? Normally I don't react to this, but have you seen the pictures of Zion comparing him to his rookie year to this year? Yeah. Like media day? Obviously, like when you can't run or move, I guess like you're probably going to gain some weight, but and I don't want to go too deep on like the Zion looks like he's gaining weight, but he does not look like he's in particularly great shape. No, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. The Zion thing is a mess. For a lot of reasons, they I don't know. There's a lot to figure out there. I feel like we could do a whole thought on it. But. Yeah. 
Um, other storylines to watch, uh, Devontae Graham versus Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. which if you guys remember Classic in preseason, matchup. Patrick Beverly basically said, go back to the, go back to the East to Devontae Graham. So, which um, I get that might not work out great for Beverly. <laughs> I have to say, I think Devontae Graham is going to have a pretty good year. Yeah. Well, and it's, a, I mean, it's a weird thing to say, I guess, in general, it's a very strange thing to say. Yeah. But, but Hey, hey to see that talk shit. Out. I get yeah. it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think overall, like, there's a real chance the Wolves go three and zero. My guess is that Vegas will probably have the Wolves as favorites in each three games. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, have the Wolves ever started three and zero? Didn't they start three and zero like last year? They might have. I'm gonna look that up. Let's uh, let's do a little let's do a little trip on Basketball Reference. They were two and zero last year. They were 3 and 0 in 2019-20. That's what it was. Yeah. And they won 19 games that year. Yeah. They actually started 5 and 3. Well, they started 4 and 1 overall that year. So, um that's interesting. Um okay, so uh fun first week. Uh, so don't read too much into the first week is basically what we're hearing. Yeah. And well, what I will say is if the Wolves start uh, oh, and three or one and oh, two. I'll be reading into that for sure. I would, <laughs> I honestly think there's probably some cause for concern there because those are every, you know, I, I hate to be like that every game counts in the West, but like literally every game will probably end up counting. Well, you don't want to like give away your easy games when they're the first part of your schedule. Yeah. Especially when everybody's healthy and the whole thing is like, well, if they're actually healthy, the Wolves mm-hmm. can do something. And then it's like, you just kind of prove that. And the something is losing to the Pelicans and the Rockets. Yeah. Don't want that. Yeah, and when I say every game counts, I mean, like, the difference between the 10th seed and the 11th seed in the East last year was two games. The difference between the 10th and 11th seed in the West last year was uh, two games as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like there's almost, like, not that much to say. Like, if the Wolves intend on being a playoff team, they have to start the season strong. Yeah. And so it's like there's there's it's one thing not to overreact, but as you said, it's really hard to bounce back. And you know, these loss and I don't know, like dropping two or three early games is, will be indicative of a larger problem. Like that doesn't really happen in a vacuum. So. Especially when your next games after that are Milwaukee, Denver, then you go Orlando Clippers for back-to-back games, Memphis, Golden State, Lakers, Clippers, Suns. Um, It doesn't get easy. So no. Um, With that being said, Let's, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings for sponsoring the 10,000 Lamps podcast and the Basketball Network, uh, the Basketball Podcast Network as a whole. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Unless you're a vegetarian, then um, not chicken dinner. Uh, it's that simple. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TDPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. Use the code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Julian, we don't have much else here to talk about today. Um, 
Uh, we talked about the Aiton thing, which is kind of weird, but uh, kind of saw that coming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, WNBA talk, the Chicago Sky won their championship, which basically yeah. Candace Parker said afterwards, fuck you, Derek Fisher. Yeah. Because Derek Fisher, of course, benched Parker, I think, in the playoffs like last year or two years ago. Parker's like, get me out of L.A., goes to Chicago, wins a championship. Well, there's that whole survey, too, about how Candace Parker was considered the most overrated by her peers, which I still think might be true. But, you know, we can't really have that conversation now that she just won the finals. But the rest of that team is awesome. So I I just want to make sure that they're getting the shine, too, because, like, obviously Parker was good, but that team is really good. Well, I'm confused. Like the biggest thing here, and obviously like good for Chicago and um, it's a good team overall, but like in, in like the Candace Parker legacy, I think for like sports, especially mm-hmm. like Lynx fans, we get annoyed um, with her um, probably her antics a little bit, but like I have an idea. How about we stop thinking Derek Fisher's good at coaching? Yeah. He's a bad coach. Like, and I think he's like their G- Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I think, is he like the, is he this, this the head coach or is he the GM too? I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. But regardless, like I forgot he was, remember when he was the Knicks coach? Yeah. It's just, he's he was not, not he good. He doesn't have it. Yeah. He doesn't have it. It's not I mean, like he's, I don't know. There's something weird about Derek Fisher, like the Matt Barnes thing of mm-hmm. like Derek Fisher. Yeah. There's something weird about him and kind of snaky and slimy that I don't like. So. Um, it's on site with Kyle and Derek Fisher. remember that yeah i don't know it just seems no i mean i i completely agree i mean if you just look at the sparks you know they they were doing really well until he came along um oh yeah he is their general manager and they've pretty much ruined a lot of relationships with some really good players and lost a bunch of games yeah the new york knicks when he was uh with the knicks they went uh, 17 and 65 in their first year. And then the second year, they were 23 and 31. He got fired. Uh, the Chicago or the uh, Los Angeles Sparks, 22 and 12 first year. That's nice. Second year, 15 and 7. Nice. Last year, 12 and 20. Not so nice. Just getting worse. So, um, and then um, uh, uh, Ben Simmons, um, he's at practice mostly just because he has to get his money. But, um, Basically, they're they're kind of like, will he play as the season approaches? I think their first game is on Wednesday. Will Ben Simmons play in the opener, Julian? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if he'll play in the opener. I think he'll be playing pretty soon, though. I, I think he'll be back on the court. See, I disagree. I think it's going to be one of those, like, the Jimmy Butler situations where he's just, like, sore and, mm. like... General soreness? General soreness for, like, two weeks, and then he gets traded. Yeah, but, maybe. We'll I think he'll play. All right. Well, that's all we have. Um, enjoy basketball tonight and um, on Wednesday when the Wolves uh, tip off their season. We'll get a podcast up on Thursday or Friday. We'll get a guest this week again. Also, if you haven't listened to the podcast last week of Michael Pina, it is up. He's from Sports Illustrated. He wrote a great piece that. on Cat. It's kind of evergreen material. He just talks about like the struggles Cat went through. And um, he kind of gave us like a little inside scoop to his interview with Cat and like how he prepared for it. So Go check that out if you haven't. But um, otherwise, yeah, we'll be back this week with a guest and we'll talk about the Wolves' first few games and what we've learned and uh, we'll overreact to it because that's what we do. So um, thank you, Julian. You got it. And thank you, people, for listening. We love you. 10,000.
10,000 layups.